The Sangha today is the 13th of January 2013. We are at the meditation hall Stillwater during our winter retreat of 2012-2013. This year, this winter retreat, after after the sitting meditation, every uh, Sangha always read the sentence that please, please, when you come here, every time you walk, you live deeply, you're walking, every step, dwell in the present moment, don't talk, because if we walk but we talk, we cannot, it's not walking meditation. But just like ordinary people, there's no, no need to come to plumbination. When you walk, we don't talk. And we don't talk, but not only we don't talk, but we stop thinking too. Because if we stop thinking, and if, if we don't stop thinking, and then your mind is dispersed and think of that, 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 and that project, and so it's not walking meditation. You are live up the present moment, you are live up the concentration in your practice. So your breathing and your step in the present moment. And then I make it very, that we have practiced for years. But this year, to remind people, that don't talk, don't think, be totally with your step. And keep your mind concentrate in your step, but concentrate in the relaxing way, so that you walk mindfully, deeply. And so the key point of meditation is stop thinking. It means stop to let your mind disperse in ten directions in this idea or the idea. You are not forbidden to think. When you need to look deeply, you also can use your thinking to look deeply. But usually uh, the practice is to cut on the, the, the dispersed thought. So if, if you think deeply, you look deeply into the present moment and then that is very helpful because that is go with Vipassana it means you look deeply and then you discover many very deep things in the present moment of your step of what happened in the present moment of the person in front of you when you are you look deeply into the person in front of you. You see deeply her past, her present, her future. You can see deeply like that. But um, so when you walk, it's also the training to be concentrated. When you sit, you train to be concentrated, not the thing of that and that and that, and focus on your in-breath and out-breath. But when you walk, you stop also thinking stop also talking of course and then you live deeply every step and then and when you live deeply in the present moment you say oh, so wonderful I can walk 
And on this wonderful planet, I have many friends who already passed away. I have friends who are sitting on a wheelchair, but I can walk. And when I walk deeply like that, I, I will find that this is a real miracle to walk. And we belong to that tradition of Lin Chi who said that every step is, is a, a miracle. You step, step deeply in every of your steps. And so, and then is healing, is uh, stopping, healing, releasing, and then, so, if you live in the present moment, you look at somebody, you know that he or she is really practiced. And to see that person is is free or not, you see that person is is enjoying the practice of living deeply their life, her life. So you, if you are concentrate and if you are deep, you see people and you know that that person practice or not practice. And if you walk relaxingly, but the, the advantage of living in the Sangha is mean around you there is always somebody who practice walking relaxingly deeply. And so even a dozen person, even even among fifty person, but if there is one person who do like that is already helpful. Uh, but in, we have several people who can practice like that, and it's like several bear of mindfulness to help us. But also sometimes you see somebody who is very rushing, that is also a bear of mindfulness for you. You see, it looks ugly, it's not beautiful. So I and he or she doesn't practice well, so I would be better. And so you go back to your present moment. You walk mindfully, relaxingly, more concentration, not to be dispersed. So, so you see anyone is a bell of mindfulness. Those who walk mindfully, relaxingly is a help, is helpful. But those who walk in rush is also helpful because it's a, uh, 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 it's like, I don't want to be like him. I don't want to be like her. So usually there is many people who report to us that the first day she cannot walk like that, but the second day she walked better, and that at the third day she's very, very, very relaxed. And then that is helpful because the first day is not easy for the people who just arrived. And if somebody have peace, have joy, and then you can practice the mindfulness, and you can have, and then your peace, your mindfulness, your joy will nourish everyone in the Sangha. It will not only nourish you, you just enjoy to nourish you. But you don't know that the entire being is there, and it helpful. And then it's helpful for to to, uh, to be helpful for ourselves, but it's indirectly we have quite a lot of people. 
So I repeat, when we walk, try not to think. Only pay attention to your step, totally with your step, totally with the present moment, and follow the in-breath and out-breath, and relaxing, not to let your mind carry away. In that present moment, not only your step, but you see the tiny grass underneath, or you see some flower, tiny flower, drop of dew is also very wonderful. And and then you are dissociate yourself with that worries, that anxiety, and already it starts to be healing to you, start to heal, to heal your wound, your your your, your hurt, because you are totally with the present moment, with that little flower, the, the green grass, and you only need, there are many who rep- report to Thai that she or he feel healed only by walking meditation. They didn't do much of sitting meditation. Mm. And every step, as you concentrate in the present moment, and you can see deeper, deeper, many little things of life, and they become miracle. The trouble of dew, you didn't pay attention, but when you are totally with the instead, and then you see the drop of dew is so wonderful, and then that grass is so wonderful, and everything is wonderful. And then you walk, you bring the healing to yourself. You dissociate for, with your hurt, your pain, your anxiety. And so if you train only one week, is helpful. Then you can go home and you bring Plum Village back home. Every step you do, you do in the big city where you are, in your office, you can walk. You're already healing. And so now we speak about eating meditation. And so, and in ordinary life, when people start to eat, they put off their TV. And now, when we, we, we have no television here, but we also stop the TV in your head. Because in your head always have that thinking, that thinking, that news, that uh, uh, story people report to you. And this always, always run, run, run in your head. Even the TV is not there, but the TV in your mind continue to run. And so you really are dispersed. Even you don't, even you don't talk, but you are still dispersed. Please stop the TV in your head. And the five contemplation before eating is improved. And if you know by heart, it's better. Because during the eating, you recite it again and you look deep. And then you let your mind run according to the advice. That, and then you look at the piece of bread, a piece of rice, a piece of vegetable. So in many Zen tradition uh, and it's the dining room of them. They call uh, it means the whole five contemplation. But the traditional way, the traditional Buddhist way, they only read very quick, very quick, the five contemplation. But then their mind, and then the eaters continue to let their mind disperse and think and then eat very fast and talking and it's one help.
Some area they don't allow to talk, but there is still mental discourse inside of each person. So the five contemplation it means that you look to see the work of people that food is coming from where you have to look into yourself and to look to see that the the, the work to elaborate uh, the work to who make that rice this available to you is come from where and so on. But uh, the contemplation we right now is clearer. This food is uh, work from the earth, the sky, it's but a lot of loving work. So it's a gift then my contemplation is the gift of the earth and the sky and a lot of heart and loving work. So in the traditional way is, yeah, you have to look deep to see which this wood is come from where. And this wood is come from the mother earth and the father son. Second, the sign of it, I mean, Again, you look deeply. Is you practice well and to be worth of that food? Because that food comes to your plate. It's a lot of work, a lot of love. But do you practice well in order to be worth of that food? In the last 40 years, I only practiced with my five contemplation. I didn't practice with that. But what I still remember. So that, that, that traditional way is to look at your behavior, your, your practice, to see whether you are worth of receiving that food. And in the five contemplation renewed by me, there is, there is also that the same. So, so then I vow to eat mindfully in, in order to be worth of this food. The third one. That is, I said that the last 40 years he didn't practice that because that's Sino Vietnamese. But it's not Vietnamese either. So sometimes people read, I don't understand because it's Sino Vietnamese. It's pronounced, we can pronounce, but we don't understand. Hmm. We have to 
we have to prevent the exaggeration of, of our negative habit. And the first, uh, the first habit, negative habit, is the craving. And our greed, uh, you are greed. In, in, in mind, you know, uh, we have to be aware and we have to eat moderate, with moderation and to especially be aware of the negative mental formation like greed. And so it's more <laughs> decent way to remind people. see that food like a medicine traditional way then the, the, what the fourth one is mean you consider like food and um, I feel pitiful try our, our best to swallow that it's a kind of medicine and I think that the Buddha, when he was treated by the good, some some people under a good food, and the Buddha did say that is very appreciative of what you have offered. And I think that the Buddha do not swallow on this food like uh, taking medicine. <laughs> So we have to consider our food like medicine in order to feed our body. So but in our upgrade and renew five contemplation, we allowed to see people and to appreciate. We should not be too greedy. <laughs> we have to be. We know that is good or it's not good. Mm-hmm. In principle, we should not say that no, it's bad food. <laughs> In some Theravada monks, they also they 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 eat, and sometimes they don't dare to say good or not good. And so there is some, some, some Theravadan monk. And then one day I came, I came to a Thai family and they give me mango and sweet rice with coconut. It's so good. I said, oh, it's so excellent. And he know that a monk should not say like that, especially the Thai monk. But he just say, good, he said, just say good. The fifth one, The fifth one, because uh, because I want to achieve my realization, to be to free myself, and so I I have this body in order to nourish this body. Many of you who practice directly in English and in 
In Vietnamese, you don't know the traditional, traditional way, so you need to know that. On a four, four language, on four, four wood. The Buddha teach the big two to practice the five contemplation. He tried to write in Chinese, but but pronounce in Vietnamese. It's better to write in Chinese because he writes in Vietnamese, but Vietnamese don't understand anything <laughs> on this word. We need to have the, the, the explanation. And in Vietnam, in Hue, they still read in Chinese like that. The Buddha have given that principle. A big tool, when he eats, he has to keep the five contemplation all the time where he eat in fair but in so so we have to practice really because it's not for reading the five contemplation but then we eat and carry away by your wheat and so on so for the throughout the, the the meal, you try you try to live the five contemplation. We continue to con you continue to contemplate on what we read during the five contemplation. So yeah, this word is so wonderful. A lot of love, a lot of. Uh, uh, compassion for this food to me, and that, but inside that I'm deserved to eat that or not. I try to my best to appreciate that the hard work, and then etc. So the whole whole five contemplation, you continue not to be dispersed because it's, you have to to learn by heart, and then so during the the eating, you you. You you try to contemplate, but I explain on the the, the traditional ways means that if <coughs> if you don't practice well, the food the food will not be digested properly, and so when you hear the sound of the bell. We have to join the hand and then you listen the five contemplation read, but then after that you continue to read. You continue to read. So now I invite you to, to enjoy the eating, but uh, with the food and you practice.
during eating you should not eat and you should during eating you should not think because if you let your mind <laughs> and then you eat like in the own time and people love many time many monkey and knew how to do it in Vietnam, in Hue, they still, in China, they still do it. We, we can go f- further. We want to eat in such a way as to reduce the suffering of species on earth. To reduce the suffering in, on earth. Because we have learned the sutra on four nutriments. Four nutriments is we eat in such a way who can keep your compassion alive. By eating in such a way that reduces the suffering of living beings, preserve our planet, and reverse the process of global warming. So to reduce the suffering of species on earth and try to reverse the process of global warming. The next one is because I want to build the Sangha, nourish brotherhood, sisterhood, and so we eat that. So in our five contemplation, we kept on the rest, on the beauty in the former one, the traditional one, but there is some improvement from, from progress. And we said that the Buddha invited us to have lunch in mindfulness, you pay attention only on the food and the sangha around and don't think of the past, the future, here, there, but you only live in the present moment and you eat in a such a way that there is peace, relax, brotherhood, sisterhood. So that they also repeat like the other one, but he make it in more light and more joyful and more so you eat in such a way that you have must have relaxed must uh, sisterhood brotherhood and to have the happiness during our eating and if we have that and so in order to have that we have to stop talking and to stop thinking and enjoy to see this brother, this sister, this friend. And so I also I ask people to stop the radio LSD is mean NSD even non stop non stop thinking. Non stop thinking N S T non stop thinking. Put up the radio NST, non-stop thinking. <laughs> so when you pick up a carrot piece, a piece of carrot, and then you have just a short 
period of time and just a second but you see that that is the gift of the earth the sky and then the whole universe there for the piece of carrot to be so wonderful like that and a lot of loving work for that piece of carrot to go to your plate so you don't need a lot of time but just a short period of time but your your deep concentration on that piece of carrot you see a lot of wonders time space earth sky and then loving work and it's go to you plate and so that piece of carrot is like a delegate of the whole cosmos to be there an ambassador of the whole cosmos to be there for you and just you see like that and then you put in your mouth and so you are in touch with that ambassador of the whole universe instead of in touch with your worries your anxiety your judgment your a lot of your plan so when you see if you eat a mouthful a mouthful of, of of rice or even one grain of rice or one grain of peanut you can see that the whole universe is there and you say that 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 grain of rice or grain of peanut they they suck a lot of nutritious thing in the earth and in that in that um, substance the the peanut suck from the earth or your piece of rice grain of rice it's a lot a lot of the people who die and then transform into nutritious and maybe in in this mouthful of rice there is also there is the bones of your ancestor previous generation many hundred thousand of many hundred generation of your ancestor in that grain of rice uh, in that piece of bread and of course there is the there is uh, the the death of many lived the death of many warm and also bones of animals and maybe in many many previous life you have been there and you already died there and then it's your own your own bones who have been disintegrated into that uh, land and so you can see that during the whole moment of eating you feel that and you can see that is the is your practice and so during that moment of you look deeply that piece of rice that that mouthful of rice or that piece of bread or that piece of string bean or lettuce and so on and you see you look deep and you enjoy this so many things to enjoy and to discover and to feel prof- profoundly in touch with and so, but so sometimes you eat but without mindfulness and then you eat like you eat the flesh of your own child your and so when you stop thinking not stop thinking with not thinking of your business in the office but but you are in touch deeply with your food so a piece of carrot sprig of a piece of lettuce 
on that piece of bread or are helping you to be in touch with the whole cosmos, a lot of love, a lot of work, a lot of difficulty, and to make this uh, planet to be too warm, warming, global warming of the planet, because, uh, and so you, you look in the way that you are sitting in the um, spiritual family like that, and if you don't see the treasure uh the 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 precious the the precious precious presence of your your wonderful people around one day i'm no longer manifesting this body and then some of your sister go to thailand some go to united states some unions so there's no way for us to sit together with thai with good friend and then you feel a lot of gratitude Gratitude, and you eat, and you are happy. Oh, I'm able be to eat together with Thai and other people. This sister, this brother, many of us come from very far away, just for that practice, just for that love of being together. So you have plenty of time to practice, and it's very easy to stop the. NST radio. I mean, non-stop, non-stop thinking, non-stop. And in the those of you who take care of the Plum Village dictionary, you must put the word NST non-stop, non-stop thinking radio. So when you walk. So according to the, the 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 sutra taught by the Buddha, there is four nutriments that we need to look deeply. The first one they call duangthuk. It means edible food, the food that go by your mouth, your digestive system. But there is another kind of food they call impression food. It means by your five sense organ. Your eyes in touch with that food, and your ear in touch with the sound, and the nose, and the tongue, and the body, and then the sixth one is your mental formation. So the mental formation, not not mental formation, the mind, the mind. It means the upper part of your mind, and so we have six door to. To, 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 to be in touch with that food they call impression food you look at the TV program it's a kind of food you read some book it's a kind of food uh, or and you read any book it's a kind of food you hear somebody say nice thing you hear a dhamma talk it's also a food but you hear people insulting each other tell bad things to each other it's a kind of food So if a TV program full of um, very violence, very stressful image, and it makes you almost sick, that is a kind of food. But sometimes you look at the internet and there is many sudden, sudden images, very toxic, toxic, and 
That is why we have to be aware of the internet. When you go to internet, it's a kind of offering of a lot of food who can invade you. When you go to a bookshop, you also choose a number of books. It can be a healthy food for you. Choose a book for your children and for your friend. You try to help to choose a healthy book. And TV also, we can do it mindfully. We can have on the program, but we choose the one who can nourish you. You use it. That's kind of food. Go via the five sense organ, and the sixth one is the the, man, the mind consciousness. And, and the third one is the, the food of the deep desire, a deep desire, like a revolution. But like, if you have a deep vow to to be to to serve your ideal service, that is the in Buddhism we call the bodhicitta, the mind of understanding and the mind of love. Even you are Christian or Muslim, you still have that that mind of understanding and of love in your direction. That is a kind of food. Among the need, the deep desire to understand and to be very deep understanding and very compassionate, and you can do great service to help yourself and to help the world. But there is a bandit. The robber, they also have that, that kind of food, but their food is not like us, but their food is how they can rob the best, how they can, how they can steal the best way. And that is also, also kind of food. And that is very negative food. So that volition, that, that red wheel to want to steal, to want to succeed in robbery, that is a kind of food but we we want to do uh, or sometimes you must be you like to be a good school teacher and you want your teaching should be very profound and can help people and help your student to understand quick and can improve their knowledge on math or on sign or on arts etc and that and that will that is also a kind of food. Mm. That will to, to, to teach well your student. And how you is a deep desire that you help your student, your pupils to be better. Mm. And if you are an environmentalist, you want to protect this planet. You want to use all your time in order to prevent all the damage of this uh, environment and the way people behave in such a way damage the earth so much. And so that wheel is also the, the kind of the third foot that I is mentioning. Yeah. The, first foot, the first one is digest by your mouth. Enter by your mouth. The second is by the five sense, five sense organ, and the sixth one is the mind consciousness. And the third kind of food is the volition. It means that deep will to do. But there are some very 
ambitious people who want to crave for great reputation. That is also a kind of food. So, but for a monastic, is the 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 deep desire to serve beautifully, to help people, to 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 help ourselves, to liberate ourselves, and to help people in the world to behave better. That is a bodhicitta. The the mind of love is the third the third um, kind of food. Now the fourth one is the collective food. And some people explain some people explain with what I is not correct. They said that um the other teacher explained that um, And so they said that, and so when you die, you, your, your mind will catch to somebody in order to grow. And I disagree on, on that way. Mm. I think that for me, For me, that is your collective consciousness. The collective consciousness could be very negative or could be very positive. Like we come to a group of people and this group of people are full of anger, anger and violence and, and they always water the seed of anger and violence you. Even you have something similar to them, very little, but they water in exaggerating so that your anger become bigger, your irritation will be bigger, um, and so it's entered to you. And then, and then, and then for a while, if you stay three months there, later on when you go back, people cannot recognize you. You are more violent. You are more judgmental in a violent way. And so sometimes you live in the area where a lot of violence, and so you think that that is very cheap apartment, and then cheap apartment, and but, but there around people are very violent and very angry, and a lot of angry, violent fear in you, and then you stay about two, three months, one year, two years, you and your children will receive all this bad environment. And that collective consciousness is dangerous. And so you have to choose a better environment. So in the past, Manchu is a very great uh, Chinese philosopher. Manchu, he, his, his mother, uh, when, when his, uh, his, her son is only five, six year old, but he, she came and said to herself when her husband passed away, and she set herself in an area where his, her child, mentors come back, and they are very, very, um, vulgar. It means, uh, he used bad slang, and he play like, um, pretend to have a, uh, a pig and then kill the pig uh, in a 
like a toys, but they don't have toys. But and she said that oh, my my son behaved in such a bad way. No, no, because of that environment is so bad. And she know that she's not rich, but she try hard in order to save enough money. And she moved to a better area where there is school, and the children enjoy to go to school and to learn good thing. And so her children are influenced by the environment. Her her child, her son, little son, joined the school and learned. And later on, he became a good philosopher of China. And so when you come. To Plum Village, and you see that Hmong, non lay people, they try to practice well because they come from very far, just for one week or two weeks and three weeks in order to to practice. And so everybody is thirsty to practice. So that is very good environment for you. And so you have to choose the environment where your 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 mind could receive a lot of collective insight. A lot of people are kind. A lot of people are behave in a relaxing way, deep look, understand. And when they have to speak mindfully, behave with um, with beauty, and then that is good environment. And that kind of food, we need to feed yourself. So that uh, the, that is a collective consciousness. But inside of you, you also need to have also uh, wholesome, wholesome um, mind. It means um, when you eat, in your mind there is various things: good thing, bad thing, bad habit, good habit. So try to guide yourself to keep the good habit. Instead of bad habit, hmm. but in the in the dream, sometimes you also have a bad dream. It's also kind of food too, even in the dream, hmm. because you consume a number of good, uh, you consume a number of bad material, and that is why to make you to have set such nightmare. So in your mind there is six paths, not even ten paths. The path of uh, of holy people, the path of, um, uh, but there is also the path of hell. It means uh, you also, in you there is some very negative seed in you. And if Adam in Townsville. And then one day he he took the guns and he killed his mom, and he killed in New Town in United States Connecticut, and he came because something watered his his hell seed in him, his anger, angry, terrible seed in him have been touched, and then when he the the bad seed in him touched. And then he was pushed to take gun and kill his mom and kill all these uh, children. So hell is in us, but heaven is also in us. And beauty, 
dignity, decent, decency, all, all exist in us. Ugliness, naughtiness, violence, abuse also exists in you. So you have to take good care of you in order to always to be in touch with the good food in you, not the good seed in you, in your store consciousness. In, in the past, you have some suffering, some have been abused, you have been abused, hit, and, or sexual abuse, and this suffering remain in you. Yeah. And, and during the night, sometimes you have some nightmare, and then you went through all this terrible thing. And so like you digest again. This kind of food, even it was in the past, but sometimes you have some nightmare like that. But if during the day you water too much of, because you, you think, think, oh, how he behaved so bad to me, how she behaved too bad to me, and then you, you, and you try to, during the day you do it, and at night certainly you, you have such a bad dream. So you are, you are like the, the, the ox, the ox and the cow, they, they swallow quickly the wheat and after that they, when they are more relaxed and they, they bring back and then they swallow again and you too. At that moment you try to escape that violence and so on. But then when you are more relaxed instead of eating good food, you bring that terrible experience and you think again and you think again like you swallow more that bad food and so you have to and so when you are free and then you only think of that bad experience and you live that terrible moment we are we are imprisoned by our past our past terrible past who have been hit have been abused and then you always remember and more you remember more is rehearsed and more create the suffering into your store consciousness and you become a very depressed person because you continue to think to think of that you let your mind continue with all these bad experiences and so more you think more they make the seed stronger and stronger and stronger and it's not healthy at all and instead of thinking of this terrible experience, to look at what is positive, what is wonderful, what is good, and to water yourself with good book of life, of wonderful people, of uh, many things that nourish you and help you to be in touch with the lightful, the beautiful, the, the good things. So taki, it means uh, to be in touch with your touch and try to guide your life. Don't let, don't let your mind to be carried away to the negative side. Manaskara, it means try to be in touch with what is positive, that is make you healthier, lighter, more compassionate. you hear the bell, you pay attention to the bell, and you stop, 
and you breathe in and you breathe out and you allow your mind to rest, to relax and you are in touch with your body and you have a chance to breathe in and breathe out three times in order to relax your body. And you have a few seconds like that is not too bad. And so when you stop like that, you breathe in and out and you say that, oh, oh. a few seconds before, I only think of wrong thing, think of the bad experience and judgmental, negative experience. Now, with the bear of mindfulness, I'm determined to bring myself to the other side of thinking. Yoniso Manaskara it means we try to be in touch with what is positive. So in the meditation hall, we can organize so that there is the flower, the bell, everything so beautiful to be helpful for you, to be in touch with what is peaceful, loving in you. If you are a good architect, you can build the house in such a way that people, when they look at something, they are in touch with something, it is and nourish their, their attention to something positive. But when you hear the bell of mindfulness, and then you practice And then also listen to the bull, the bell, hear the bell, but don't listen and don't stop, but continue to think negatively to their suffering. In that case, it's not, not advisable at all. For instance, when you look at the TV, and our, our aim is about the film, and about 15 minutes they stop, in order to, to, to make some publicity. And the publicity touch what is, um, if you buy that car, your life will be wonderful. If you buy that perfume and then people run after you. <laughs> and then run after you like fleas. <laughs> so the kind of publicity and so you look at the TV, it's just for your film, but you are forced to stop. And the publicity is like that, it goes very high. And, and you are a victim of that publicity. And so, so when you enter into market, you have to practice, you practice mindfulness. Sometimes you don't need to buy. But then if you go to the supermarket, you are pulled to buy that, 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 that. And so, it means you only focus on what is positive, good, to make your life lighter and fresher and freer. But not, uh, not to do it means that you do the contrary. You do the, the contrary, yeah the opposite way, like uh, 
Ayoniso Manaskara. Yoniso is good, wholesome, but Ayoniso it means the opposite side. So, if we eat without speaking, without thinking, or when we walk without speaking, without thinking, that is help you to be in touch with what is positive. And don't let things carry you, carry you to the negative thing. And, and then usually if we don't pay attention, you are always carried away by some very negative thing like raping, like uh, violence, retaliation, violence, etc. And so that is Finally, I so you 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 practice in order to be in touch with what is positive and let go on this negative thing. If you see somebody who is carried away by some negative thought and, and his face looks sad and then you see that our friend next to you is silent but his face so so somber, so sad. So you can come and you and you and you pat in his shoulders and what are you are thinking? Do you know that this there's a lot of sunshine? Do you know that spring is coming? And this look at these green leaves, so beautiful. So you you pull him out of his uh, his uh, deep sad thought. Don't allow him to 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 ruminate with all his um, sad thing. And so that is we call the practice in Sangha is that advantage. The advantage of practicing together with friends. Because friends always help you. Yeah. And we know why we are eating. We don't let our non-stop thinking, LSD, to carry you away and to be in touch with what is wholesome thing. Because in your mind there is ten world. In our mind there is ten world. Thiêng mean God's minuscule G. Thiêng is God's. And then Nyang is human. Atula is Ashura is a kind of people who are easily irritated, easily angry. And Diango is hell. Ngakwe is uh, ghost. 
Shushan is animal in a bad sign- signification. And you have gods, you have humans, you have Ashura, very angry. And so in, in you, there is gods, there is angel in you. But sometimes you, there is animals, but animal in a very bad signification. Sometimes we behave like animals, bad sense. Eat and then, and then, and then insult people and craving. So, and then also sometimes we behave like hungry ghosts. Hungry ghosts is the kind of people in Asia they describe. Hungry ghosts is someone who have really tiny, tiny throat and you are hungry but you cannot swallow because your throat is too small. And so sometimes we are like that. We are thirsty of that, thirsty of that, hungry of that. And people love you but you don't know. But you say that and they hate me. So that is, you behave like a hungry ghost. And then sometimes when you feel exhausted, totally depressed and you don't want to live at all and you want to commit suicide and that is you are in hell. So during that time when Adam in, in Newtown, Connecticut, because hell arise in him, and then he, he's so depressed and want to commit suicide, but before commit suicide, he thought wrongly, this is his mom and all these crazy people. So he took the guns and he killed people. So Ashura, Ashura is some, a human being with a lot of strength, but the, the strength of anger is so big. So he's easily irritated, easily Easily shout at people, easily destroy, easily turn it. So Ashura is like that. Sometimes you are also sometimes like that. If you live in a bad environment and everybody is angry and shouting at each other, and then for a while you become angry and shouting at each other, you become an Ashura. So the, the next one is there is a monk or a nun in you, a, a, a person who wants to be enlightened. And so even you are a lay person, but you look at the monk, you want to become a monk, and you, a nun, you want to become a nun, because the, the, the baby monk in you is there, even you are a lay person. And so, so Ashura, no, no, not Ashura, Tanvang, Shravaka is the one who wants to be student of Buddha. Bhitti is a kind of who have the ability to, to sit and look deeply the interbeing, the interconnection, and can be enlightened without any teacher. So Bhitti is somebody who is enlightened by himself, herself, without any help. And in each of us is also a bodhisattva because an enlightened being who wants to help people and help herself and behave in a beautiful way. And so bodhisattva you cannot find anywhere else than in you. In you. In you. 
sometimes you visit a temple with a lot of bodhisattva statue, but it's not truly a bodhisattva. The bodhisattva in you is more eloquent, is more alive. And you have to allow the bodhisattva in you have a chance to manifest. But in you also there is a Buddha. A baby Buddha in you. And then you search for the Buddha. The best way is to find the Buddha in you. Because in you there is a deep understanding of great understanding. And there is a seat of great compassion. So in each of you there is a, the seat of great compassion and the seat of great understanding. And so the Buddha outside on the statue is in concrete, but not the, so the life, a live Buddha is in you. Don't search for far away. So in you there is a TV set with ten channel. And then when you press the channel of compassion, you become a bodhisattva. And if you press on the button of hell, you become Adam that day. And then, you press the bottom of, uh, so you have to advise those who live near of you, please uh, don't press on the bottom of Ashura in me. I get angry and violently shout at you and shout at people around. And don't, don't press on the bottom of hungry ghost in me. Bu Hoang Chung is a very famous poet in Vietnam. Sometimes he said something like, in here, and we, a group of five or seven people, we feel that we are abandoned by our homeland. And then our fellow countrymen don't like us. And then we are like hungry ghosts, go around wandering on this world. That is, but he's a very great poet and sometimes wrote beautiful Poetry, but some line of him said that sometimes I behave, we behave like a wandering soul abandoned by our homeland and reject by our friend and so on. So he behaved like hungry ghost. So it's from you. You, you want taki, it means you attentive to what? So you have to be attentive to what path? You want to be attentive to Bodhisattva or to be attentive to Buddha or to be to be in touch with your health and then to be in touch with hungry ghost. If press the button on the hungry ghost and then and then you are a hungry ghost and you feel that nobody loves you and you are sad and and slowly you go to the path of hell, and then you do like Adam. And so, but if you you be in touch with the, yeah, you listen, listener, listener. It means uh, listener. It means you listen to the Dhamma talk, and you read Buddha Sutra, and then you become more close to the Bodhisattva path. So there is if there is one. One button has been pressed, like you put the channel 2, and all the channel are gone. It's only channel 2 in, in, in your mind. It's the same. So you 
press the bottom of Bodhisattva in you, the Bodhisattva in you is manifesting and all the channel will disappear. So your mind is a kind of food. And so you choose a kind of food, Bodhisattva food or hell food or hungry ghost food. It's you to choose your food. We have only 20 minutes to read the Sutra and to learn Sutra. There is one monk who have the name Yolunjap Buddha. His name is Monk Tutu. He asked the Buddha many questions about the world, about the future, about the human, and with a lot of metaphysic thing like uh, this world is permanent or impermanent and this world have limit or not without limit etc and all these question is very metaphysic many, many theoretical and usually the Buddha do not uh, answer at all refuse to answer so one day, he he is angry and he asked the Buddha, he said that if you don't answer these questions, I will not practice. And he, the Buddha invited him and he said that, Dear friend, when the day you decide to become a monk and you follow me, do you, I promise you to answer all these questions to see that this uh, world is limited or uh, illimited it, I promise you that when you become a monk I will answer on this thing and, it, uh, and this world is permanently exists or will be impermanent and he said that no you didn't promise And the Buddha said, and then, then they said that if you don't answer, you will not become a monk, you will disrupt. And he also, met, the Buddha mentioned the story about the one who had been hit by a poisonous arrow. And, and people tried to find a good physician, but the, 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 the victim of the poisonous arrow who said that, no, 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 I don't need to heal yet. I want to know who will, who will shoot the arrow to me. What is his name? Who come from which nationality? Why he, why he has any, any anger to me, any, any suffering to my family and so. And then, and then he told the physician like that and the physician said that, yep, you take all your time to search who is, shooting you, who to do like that, and finally you die before I can heal you. So the Buddha said that, you have so many suffering. I want to heal you. I don't want, if you know, if you want the, the world that limited or illimited and, and so on, is 
your suffering. You need to heal your suffering. And so the teaching of the Buddha is very practical. He don't want to speak about metaphysical and, and intellectual thing. So he said that my teaching is to touch your suffering, to transform your suffering, and to be liberated from your suffering. That is my only aim. I didn't promise you that I would tell you all these metaphysical, intellectual things. It's not because I don't understand. I I knew, I knew. But I don't need to tell you because if I tell you like that and then you have... You are lost in all these intellectual things and you cannot heal your disease. And so one day the Buddha was walking in a, in Kosambi and he come back with a handful of Simsapa. And he showed that, dear friends, the number of leaves of Simsapa in my hand is, is numerous. All the leaf in the forest is numerous. And the monk, of course, in your hand, there's only a few leaf, but in the forest is countless. And the Buddha said, that, yes, it's what I know, what a Buddha is enlightened and know, is illimited like the number of countless of leaf in the forest. But I only share to you only a few leaf. It means only a few practice in order for you to heal yourself, to stop your disease. And so, it's proved that Buddhism is very practical. You have to take, keep your time to, to, to heal, you transform. And so, but people like a lot of intellectual things. And then there is 14 questions. 14 questions that the Buddha never answered. The first one is this world, this world is permanent or (coughs) impermanent? Permanent or non-permanent, impermanent. can last forever, oh, this one day, this world will stop. Or this will continue eternally. That is the first question. And that is 14. This world is permanent, or this world is non-permanent, or this world is permanent and non-permanent? Or the world is impermanence? And non, non-permanent? That is a question. And they want the Buddha to answer on this, this according to this formula. Like you have 
You have to go and the Buddha refused absolutely not to make any crossing. Because when you you touch one you are you are really caught and everything is wrong. The four coach is zero 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 zero. If you make like that it's wrong right away. But these four sentences, the the deep vision of the Buddha, so that they transcend that four for norm. This world is limited, limited, or unlimited. Limited or illimited. Or in the same time, limited and illimited. Illimited or non-illimited, and then they also give four formula for the Buddha to answer, and he also refused. And this question is called Voki. It means impossible to answer. It's not because the Buddha don't know, but he said that, like the simsapa, the number of leaves of simsapa in his hand, he don't want to tell. Countless of knowledge in the forest. He only tell the exact number of practice who can help you to transcend your difficulty, your suffering. Non-resisted, non-declare. So Mang Tutu is the monk who always want to on this question. So, Nyula is Tathagata is not the name of the Buddha. The Buddha is like that. They call Tathagata is suchness. Suchness person. Tathagata, when Tathagata die, he, will, he still exists or not exist. When he die already, he still exists or not exist. Or, she has nothing. When when he passed away, do it remain something? And Nilai doesn't exist when he passed away. After he passed away, nothing left. Or he also remains some, but 
something is gone. exists and not exist and not not exist is 12 question that the buddha refused to answer the two last question Your soul, the mind is. And your body, the mind and the body. Mind and body are one, or mind and body are two different things. Also, the Buddha refused to answer. And they cannot answer. And in Benjamin, there is a, a scholar on Buddhism. His name is Louis Lavalette Poussin. He knows Chinese, Bali, and he taught at the Catholic Institute in Paris at the end of 19th century. He's a very great scholar. He wrote a very thick book on Buddhism. <laughs> He's uh, rich scholar on the year two thousand no nineteen twenty something. He translated the whole Abhidhamma Kosasastra. It's a very thick volume of Vasubandhu. He also translate also the teaching of um, uh, Huyen Chan in Chinese. He should be a very great scholar. But even that, uh, about this question without non-answer question, and he explained, he said that the Buddha, and he's concluded, And he said that the Buddha do not understand, do not answer this question. Oh, it's pitiful that he do not tell all these things. And now in his hand is only a few pieces. He only share a few pieces, few leaves like that. And he said that there is a kind of contradictor, contradiction between the, the teaching of the Buddha because the first question, the 
statute of okay, I don't know the structure. Structure of um of karma retribution and samsara. Mechanism. Karma retribution and samsara. Mechanism of karma retribution. The Buddha If there is no self, so who create karma and who receive the retribution, the fruit of the action they have done, karma is action they have done. And so the samsara uh, offered by, by Brahmanism is very easy to understand because uh, according to Brahmanism, there is an atma, who is a real, powerful self. And so for Brahmanism, it's easy to understand because there is that Atma. And sometimes they call Jiva. When sometimes we call transit vital or soul. Jiva and that 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 soul and body and mind are one or two different things. So according to the scholar Louis Lavalis Papusan, that mechanism it's not very clear to him. What ourself? How you can explain about the, the retribution, the karma, even the action and the fruit of the action. You receive the fruit of your action. And so his confusion is about the first question. He wrote in the, his last book, he said that Buddhism the dogma and philosophy. <laughs> so funny because the Buddha has never agreed to have dogma. But he see that because the Buddha refused to answer like that, so he had his dogmatic about that. So second thing. So for him, for Louis, the Buddhist scholar, Western Buddhist scholar, is to confuse that the, the Buddha do not teach the karma, it means an action, and the retribution, the fruit of that action. But there, if there is no separate self, how we can have karma and retribution? The second thing is the theory about the Lung Hoi. The theory on samsara. Samsara is the circle. 
vicious circle. Ang kulunginhong, ang linhong is sore. The nature of the soul. The tinja can be translated by nature or can be translated by the essential essence of the soul. The essential of the subject like the vital principle who can go and reincarnate in this body and reincarnate in other body and so on. So he 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 he's not clear about that. And the third one is Balanyiga. Nirvana is a world or not? And and this world is where? And can we go to that Nirvana? And this is a world where the, so the nature of Nirvana for the scholar is not very clear. For him, the three unclear things. First, the mechanism of of who will receive the the fruit of their action. If you said that there is no no soul, no no self, but you have the second one. You have to make a de- definition: who will go and reincarnate and reincarnate and reincarnate. And the third one is. And when you speak about nirvana, it's not clear at all. It's a word. Locate somewhere or somewhere, but for Thai, it's so clear. <laughs> for Thai, it's so clear. But we need to know on this question of these scholar, scholar, because you risk to be one of them. <laughs> in order for you to explain to people in the future, if you are. Buddhist Dhamma teacher of this tradition. In many sutras, the Buddha spoke about two things, non-self, there is, in in non-self, there is a cause of the non-self and the dharma of non-self, teaching, he will explain later, young non-self, cause of non-self and fab. Hanyang is Buddha, the person, the human. 
the non-self of a human. And the non-self of the teaching, I think. Rabya is non-self. Budgala is a human. In our body, you look deep and you see that there is no separate self. It's only a reality. It's not, not permanent reality. No, your body is not a permanent reality. In you, there is not a personal, it's not a, a, a reality permanent and will last forever. Many people think, yeah, it's self like that. Something is permanent, will last forever. But the Buddha said that no. And if you look deep into your body, there is five group of elements, the form, feeling, mental formation, uh, perception, feeling, perception, mental formation, and consciousness. And everything is changing. And since the form is your body, it's always changing. Your feeling always changing, your perception always changing, your mental formation always changing, and your store consciousness is always changing. So in your five group of elements, there is nothing last. So it's proved that there is no self. And so you can have, it's impossible to have a self outside of that. A self who are permanent, uh, immobile, and so on. So that is a kind of human impermanent. Fab. Fab, it means things around us. You think, you see things around you, all are impermanent. This bell, or this board, or this flower, all are impermanent. You, even the bells, look solid like that, but they still, the bell is still impermanent. And so, so in a body is already impermanent, but in things around you, own are in the, um, impermanent. That is very basic because. Impermanence is not invented by the Buddha. The Buddha only invites you to look deep and to observe by yourself. Everything is changing every minute, every second. They have the cinematographic uh, characteristic. And so when you hear the word impermanence, and right away you have the impression very pessimistic. And you think that impermanent is very pessimistic? He loved me today, tomorrow he won't leave, love me. Yeah. Yeah. But without impermanence, how you can have life? He loved me today and tomorrow he loved me more and deeper. 
And that is the way we impermanent have to function. And so, and if we have a button where we press and then everything will be immobile, impermanent. There is a film. And if there is a bottom where you press and everything will become permanent, immobile. Do you hear me? No, no, no. It's okay. If everything is stand, stand still. And how, how we can have life? Because if we call life, because it's growing increasing or decreasing and tends to impermanence that your love will be increasing and deeper and transform in the wonderful way. But but if there is no impermanence and then the baby continue to be the baby all the time and you and if without impermanence and your disease you are condemned to have that disease and that disease continue to be there all the time and then you will never be healed hence to impermanence that the dictator can be changed dictatorship can be changed and so electricity link has been matched có một cái nào nó bị mát thành ra nó làm cho tất cả bị mát We have learned during last week in the teaching of the Buddha there is many time the Buddha talk with the student the Buddha asked form is permanent or impermanence and then the Buddha asked is form is impermanent or, or permanent and people answer that is impermanent and then and the Buddha asked is impermanent is form is impermanent is suffering or not and there is somebody answered as an Yes, form is impermanent, is why we suffer. I believe that is not true, is the Buddha would not say like that. It's not very intelligent student. Because if there is, <laughs> if everything is permanent, is permanent, you are ignorant, you continue to be ignorant forever. You will never be enlightened. <laughs> so thanks to impermanence that you can, today you are ignorant, but tomorrow you can be enlightened. Mm. So sometimes, so there is some part and you are haunted by the, the suffering of impermanence and they distort. Form is impermanent or, or impermanent. And so, so he said that if you say impermanent, it will be no self. 
because if this impermanent, so how a self can be permanently like that? How a baby of three months can become a young lady beautiful? And so thanks to impermanence that the baby can become a young lady. And so, so the, there is no self. Because if there is a self, how will three month old baby become a young lady? So impermanent and non-self, they go together. So there is nothing impermanent, uh, nothing permanently, eternally self, eternal, eternal self. And, and there is one day the conversation between the Melinda King, And so he, uh, Milinda said that uh, he asked about the permanent or imper- the, your soul is permanent or impermanent. The 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 Buddha didn't answer. And so the Buddha, uh, the the king said that the king said that you agree that you answer on my question. Uh, and then, and, and then the Buddha asked, in your garden, is the mango, is a sour or sweet? And the Buddha, the, the king cannot answer. And then, uh, and the Buddha asked, why you don't answer? Because the king said that, because in my garden there is no mango, mango grow. How I can answer to you, yes or no? And so the, the Buddha said that, you see, I tell you that, uh, Like you said that there is no mango grow, how you can answer sour or sweet is the same you ask a nonsense question. Like when you, when somebody asked, he is, I draw the line, is the year 2000. Is 2013. There is a man who caused a very bad action, and we call him the actor, the actor of that bad action. The actor, the performer of the bad action. And the year 2013. And there's the fruit of the action. And the person who received the bad action, the recipient of the bad action, or the good action. The, the one who eat the fruit of his work. The receiver of that action. And they ask the Buddha, the performer, the one who act, and the receiver is this one, or no, a, a two person. So there is two square, you have to go one or two. But according to the normal, 
normal is you are the same you have done like that you receive that the those who plan this the plan you receive the fruit according to the the conventional way to see that the actor and the receiver are one that is a relative world But you look deep, you see that is not the same. 2000, another person. And 2013 is another person. Because it's changing and changing. And so from 2000 until 2013. You compare the one in 2000 and 2013, is so different. If you say that the two are one, and then you fell into eternalism. If you say that it's two persons, totally different. It's not correct either. And you fall into the rohanking, it means annihilation. The one who calls bad thing and the other one had nothing to do with is not correct. And so the Buddha do not want to gush all of the two. I I am I put away two extreme. It's a middle way. It's not the same but it's not different. So sameness or otherness is mean it's not the same but it's not different. So it's not the same of 2000 who act, but it's not very different from the one. So the Buddha said that I practice the middle way. It's not the same, but not different. And so we said that not the same, not different, you are in the middle way. And on this question, you don't answer, but you are in the middle. Because this question, 14 question, not they, they mean that that because they underneath kind of indirectly said that the world is permanent a human is permanent it means but if the world is changing it's not the same but it's not totally different like you are three year old and you are 23 year old is so different but it's not different if it's also the same person It look like the same person, but when three year old and 23 year old is quite different. And so it's the same for, if you say that the world is limited, not limited, limited is wrong, illimited is wrong, permanent is wrong, impermanent is it, changing, but it's not different. So when you see that And you see that on this question have wrongly put, 
And uh, the question of Amilanda asked, Natin Tikheo is not the Buddha at that time, much later. And so Milanda King asked the monk, you have to answer to me, this soul, this person is the same or different? And the monk said that, I cannot answer. And because your question is, doesn't exist. It's nothing, it's nothing permanent. Like, like in your garden there is no mango. So how you can say that mango is sweet or, or sour? It's the same. If, if you say that that man who acts on 2000 is the same, you are wrong. And it's different, you are wrong too. So you are in the middle. And so the Buddha tried to avoid on the, the mall, the, the mall where you put things in that. Birth, death, existence, non-existent, becoming, non-becoming. So, you use on this um, mall in order to put stereotype. You put people into on this uh, on this box. It's wrong, and you you create a lot of box and you put people into this box. And middle way is you get out of on these boxes. No birth, no death. No permanence, no nihilism, no coming, no going. When you read, this, you read the Sutra Kachayana, and you see that the Buddha make it very clear that right view is the view who overcome, who transcend on these boxes of uh, yes or no, birth or death. And there is a Sutra Anuruddha. Anuruddha also was a monk who is walking on the road and there is other, the monk of other traditions stop him and say that you are disciple of Gautama Buddha please come I ask you some question when your teacher pass away he still exists or he he, he won't exist or he exists or he he exists or not exists and so on and Anuruddha refused to answer he said that my teacher never teach me on these boxes of answer. I don't want to answer of anything. And so he said that on these questions uh, he will not answer. And so other monks in other traditions said, oh, maybe he's a beginner. So we have to go back to ask the Buddha. And so Anuruddha come back and request the Buddha 
and he said that they stopped me and they asked me on this question and I answered like that. They don't, they don't seem happy. And can you tell me how to answer? <laughs> Next time when I answer uh, he, and I'm stopped and then the Buddha teach that the Buddha said that Anuruddha, look at me. I'm stand, I'm sitting in front of you. You think that, you think that this body is me? Me is this form? This form is me? He said, no, you are not only this form. And, and then you think that you are not form, but you are not outside of this form? No, you are not outside of this form. So you are not this form, but you are not outside of this form. And so he, the Buddha asked, and then my feeling, the Buddha is my feeling. He said, that, no, I cannot find you in your feeling only. And then perception, and then and after five skandhas, and, and Anuruddha, you see that I'm sitting in front of you, but you cannot answer. This form is not me, non-form is not me. This feeling is not me, non-feeling is not me. So how this body is there in front of you, you cannot see. And how when I pass away, you can see me. You, but you do not cut me, but you are not lost me. You will not lose me. And so, and you find a, a Buddha permanent. You never have a bu- permanent Buddha. In this world, nothing is permanent, including the Buddha in front of you, or he is no longer there. You cannot attain. And you, you know who you are? No, you don't know who you are. You don't know who you are. So, the Buddha asked everything is there. Their, their characteristic is no, not possible to reach them. You can never reach them because people try to to draw a person or a thing in a box and you try to identify by that box. No, you cannot. Like you use uh, a basket with many holes and you try to, 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 to take the water. You cannot take water because there's so many holes. And so, how with your hand you can catch the air? You cannot catch the air. You cannot catch the wind. And so, on these uh, boxes, yes, no, becoming, non-becoming, but that you cannot catch. There are kind of box that you cannot catch. The, the reality is in, in the middle, in the middle, and you need to have your peace, your deep, your depth in order to reach that, that is non-catchable. And when your answer is wrong, because on these questions have been based on a kind of ground of many box, and then they ask you to gush that box or not, that not gushing. <laughs> 